Good afternoon. I am so pleased that you can walk with me today. I miss you. Now that may seem to be a strange statement, but I have loved serving God's children. Do not misunderstand me. I am very happy in New Hampshire, but I will always be grateful to God for his calling me to the Christian ministry. Walking with you today on Monday, Thursday, brings back a flood of memories of celebrating communion with the members of the churches I have served. On this holy night, it is a night when we remember the bravery of our Savior and his destiny tomorrow of death by a cruel crucifixion. He was with his disciples for the last time that Thursday night so long ago, and he asked them to remember him whenever they were together and when they drank wine or ate a piece of bread. There are many times when this pastor received communion, when I would seek to remember the life of Jesus. I would especially do that when the deacons passed me the cup of grape juice or wine. In one of the churches I served, wine was in the center of the communion holder and on the outside was the grape juice. But it always seemed special to me when I held that tiny cup in my hand. It would then be that the congregation and the church building would flee from my thoughts. I was alone in church and I would recall the life of our Lord in my mind. Looking down into that cup, I would witness his birth in Bethlehem. Before me would be Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus lying in a manger, a food trough for an animal with hay. Meditating the scene of the shepherds and later the wise men, looking up to the brilliant star shining down on the stable. The reflection of the lights of the church are like stars in that small cup. We'll come back to those sparkling lights dancing in that cup of grape juice in a few moments. After his birth, I would think of his being in the temple at the age of 12, among the learned religious leaders of his day. He would stay behind in the temple when his parents left, and then the parents realized he was gone, and when they returned to find him, they were somewhat in the mood of reprimanding him. And Jesus simply said to them, Wish ye not that I be about my father's business? We don't hear about him again until he's about 30 years old. And we find Jesus off in the wilderness where he is baptized by John. It is there as he is baptized that he sees a dove fly down, the Holy Spirit. And he hears the voice of God saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus now believes he is called to be the Messiah, the one to save Israel. We find him next in the desert, where he's tempted by Satan. He can become a king, a miracle worker. He can feed the hungry. But Jesus' response is to be one of love, of human beings to be able to heal their souls and bring them righteousness and kindness and they then bringing that same qualities to earth. 
At Caesarea Philippi, he asks Peter who he is, and Peter answers, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The disciples are now aware that Jesus believes that he is the long-awaited Messiah. He is the one to save the people of Israel. And later his followers will proclaim that on Palm Sunday, as he enters Jerusalem on a donkey, and as palms are being laid down before him. You see, that is how the Messiah was to be recognized. In a short five days after that triumphal entry into Jerusalem, our Savior will be crucified. Can you see this as well as me? When you hold that small cup of communion in your hand? With me, do you see him arrested after his last supper with his disciples? Do you witness his trial, his conviction? Do you look down in that cup and see him stumble under the weight of the cross after he has been brutally scourged? Do you see Simon of Cyrene carry his cross? Do you see him on the cross and hear him saying the words, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit? Do you feel a tightness in your throat, a welling of tears behind your eyes? And then it's over. It's over. After only three years of ministry. For a moment, I close my eyes. You close your eyes too. And then open them and look down into that tiny cup and we see several sparkling miniature stars. We are aware that there is soon to be a wonderful new reality. Jesus will triumph over evil, and in a few days we will witness his glorious resurrection and our destiny that if we love and follow him, we too will have a life, eternal life, filled with joy and abundant love and understanding. So look down into that mysterious cup, reflecting light, and see those small stars before us. Look, that bouncing pinpoint of light, it's my mom. There's my dad, a son, two brothers, a sister, aunts, uncles, God's family, his children, all of us one day united again for a grand banquet with Christ at the head of the table. Praise God for his love of his creation and his creatures. Praise God for the pathway to the stars of ever life. Praise God for the hope, the wonder, the love of life that he gives us. Aha, we'll sing joyously on Sunday. We'll sing that beautiful hymn by Charles Wesley, Christ the Lord is risen today, and it'll seem as though the roof of the church will disappear and we'll look up into the face of God. And then perhaps we'll sing my dad's favorite Easter hymn and a favorite Easter hymn of a lot of young people in the churches that I served. The hymn is, Up from the Grave He Arose. Up from the Grave He Arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. 
He arose the victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with the saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. May the joy of Easter morning be wondrous for you and your family. Thanks for walking with me this week. Dale and I wish you that wonderful Easter day is yours with your families. Dale and I were married on April 17th, 34 years ago. As we have been so happy together, we wish you that abundance of happiness as well. So until next week, when we'll walk again, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from the other. Amen.